This is Amanda. And this is Rachel. And this is Vocal Perspective. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Vocal Perspective. We are traveling over the Atlantic again today, which is very exciting in this time of no actual travel. But today, our guest is Marlou Friens, and she is from Rotterdam in the Netherlands, and she is a singer-songwriter, and we've got so much to talk to you about today. I'm so excited to have you. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for inviting me. I feel very, very, very honored to be featured on a show that is called Vocal Perspective. The title alone is amazing. And uh, thank you for the invite. Of course. We were pretty excited when we came up with that. I um, get that. Especially considering, I don't know how, we talked about it briefly, but it came up as, you know, there are all these podcasts out there and most of them have male hosts, which is fine. And women just weren't featured as much on them. And we know that there are so many talented women. And I mean, we're creeping up on episode 60 and we still have a long list of people that we would love to speak to. So we're happy to make you one of them. You've got a lot going on. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And, and you asked me how I'm doing. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a little stressful. I'm not going to lie. We try to be honest. It is stressful in America right now. Yes. But I'm doing the best I can, I think. Good. So let's get this started with how you got into vocal music and acapella and, and why is it important to you? Oh, that's a very nice question. I I think I, I just started out singing from a very early age and my mom used to be in a choir. So there was music all around always and she was rehearsing because she was in this, you say, a national choir. So she was rehearsing pieces with uh, a Walkman and then her sheet music all around the table. So I got into vocal music from a very early age and I started my first choir when I was five. So I just I just was in a children's choir at the, the local town. And then I went to a small opera choir and then I moved towards a youth choir. So I have been singing in harmony and beautiful pieces for as long as I can remember. And it was mainly classical from a very early age. And then I went to the conservatory when I was 17 years old. And then I got into a cappella music and, and modern choir music, as they call it, or <laughs> light music, as they call it in the Netherlands. And it really, I, I really loved it. When I got into jazz, I kind of fell in love with the with the Mills Brothers and, and with all the harmonies in Ella Fitzgerald's Night and Day. So I kind of, yeah, I fell in love with it. And I've, I've been singing in choirs and vocal groups forever since. And you do so much more than just singing. You're also a songwriter and a composer. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the music that you write. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've been writing my songs since I was, I think, 11. I got this this little uh, notebook from my mother and I just started writing English lyrics when I, we didn't really have English in school, but I just tried. And then <laughs> I'm always so impressed when, when English is a second language and then you write songs in English. It's so hard for me to even write lyrics in English and it's my native language. Yes. So it's especially <laughs> impressive when it's not your first language. Yeah. Well, I just, I, she was always looking at my lyrics as well. And also maybe bit correcting them might have been traumatizing, but it was also very helpful <laughs> in what I wanted to write. And well, I, I just was really inspired as well 
by Tori Amos at that time because she was also a classical pianist and writing her own songs and a very strong female in pop music. I, I really, really still love her and she's a huge inspiration for me. And she also has beautiful harmonies and backing vocals in her songs. So I, yeah, I've been writing for a very long time, but I also like to write original music. I think it's it's wonderful to be be able to create something that's from yourself and, and has a message and, and a very clear view and that you can share it with the world. I really, really, really like that. So let's go back to your debut album. Yes. You released back in 2017. Can you tell us a little bit about that yes. project? Yes, I can. I have been recording Long Way Home with the guys at the time with my band. And we were in this beautiful bed and breakfast for a week. And we just, yeah, recorded all day. And this was very exciting because it was my first album and I really wanted to make something special out of it. But it was also a bit nerve wracking, of course, to send it out there into the world. But we got great reviews and we got a beautiful, yeah, we, we, we toured a little and we did the theaters and the project was really about storytelling and we called it Narrative Soul because it was about soulful thoughts and, and it was really, to me, about my own life and sharing that and, and my perspective on that and how I felt about it. And the story was really important at that time and I, I think uh, we did a very great great job. I'm really grateful for the guys for having me on that adventure. <laughs> well, I did, you know, I did some research and I had to, you know, rely on Google Translate, but it did get quite a bit of press and people were very impressed and the album is available on Spotify. Yes, it is. So I encourage and it's nice to hear you know, I, I was listening to it and I said, this feels like something I know. And so hearing you say that Tori Amos is a, is a big inspiration, it does have a little bit of that flavor and hearing, you know, you do use instruments, um, yes. but the vocal <laughs> harmonies are so important in the song and you can hear that and it's just, it's pretty magical. So Thank I'm you. really excited. You've got album number two coming up. So yes. let's talk a little bit about that. Yes. Oh, I'm looking so much forward and I'm also a bit excited excited but also a bit scared a little I think because it's it's a total new project it's only vocals and they feature the works that I, I wrote for Him, Her and It Productions. I've been writing for Him, Her and It Productions since I think 2016. And this is these are five compositions from three performances, three different performances. The first one was Woman and the second Garden and the third was Landscapes. And they are all different topics and different themes, different performances about gender, sexuality, about identity, about femininity, about masculinity, about society and how we perceive gender roles or sexuality or bodies or age. And it's been quite a ride, I have to say, and I've been hugely inspired by Andreas, who is the artistic director of Him, Her and It Productions. And he has really challenged me to write these, these songs and these uh, compositions. So yeah, it started out in a in a kind of vague, you could say vague way, because he had this open call for the gender house and new performances. And then it was also for youth. So it was until 27. I, I think I just turned 27 at that year. And I was like, can I still join? <laughs> maybe <laughs> not. Maybe I can. So so I just wrote him and, and we know each other from uh, previous work from the performance house in Silkenborg. He was a dance teacher there and I from Codarts 
the conservatory of Rotterdam, we had exchange with our students. So I, I knew him from, from then and he just, he wrote me, I said, oh, let's just talk a little bit about it. And then he said, maybe this is, this open call is not for you, but I have this performance coming up and I would like to have some original music and a female vocal music underneath that or accompanying that. Would you be up for that and then I said yeah of course let's just try <laughs> and that's how it got out of hand because we we made three performances together very cool yes so what are some of the inspirations for you you know in America we think of equality and and that kind of battle as a very American thing but it's it's important everywhere. Tell us a little bit about the inspirations behind these songs that you've written. For a woman, it was about femininity and about the transformation of a woman, the different stages of the cycle of a woman, but also inspired by the cycle of the moon. So I have been doing some research about the different stages from the different archetypes of a woman and what they are and what they represent. And it's not only beauty, of course, and but it's also the the aggressive woman or the old woman or so it has different yeah different emotions in different yeah, different stages and I had the restrictions that I couldn't use lyrics so I I couldn't use words I had to just write from sounds and he gave me I think 10 words to work with so moon cycle femininity female power and then ritualistic and very ethnic and very yeah powerful so i just i was left with these words and and he sent me videos for the choreography and for his ideas and i just started improvising on top of that and just singing and singing and then yeah trying to find a voice and kind of like a sound that would fit the emotion that I saw on the video and uh, the atmosphere that he wanted to create. And I think I wrote about 30 or 40 yeah, songs. And I, I think there are 12 featured in the performance. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of experimenting and uh, a lot of <laughs> singing. And it was also the first time that I, I started recording myself. So I have been doing studio and recording sessions with different people, but I never really recorded myself at home. And that was the first time. So I had to learn a lot and I had to do a lot, but it was <laughs> wonderful because it really challenged me to find new, new sounds and new, yeah, new compositions, new ways to express that theme and that atmosphere. That's such a cool way to think about it. Like having no, not getting the lyrics, you have to write the feeling first. That's pretty incredible. So what is, before you were asked to do or forced, boxed in to do this style of writing, what how do you usually write songs? That changes with with the feeling. Sometimes harmony comes first and sometimes lyrics come first or a kind of feeling or that I want, want it to be that it's up-tempo or that it has a lot of groove or that it has a lot of drive. So that's, that's actually the way that I, I wrote and I, I always record on my phone. So if I have this melody, I just sing it or scat it and then record it on my phone and then listen to it and write something about it or draw something so I have a lot of ways in 
to get into to writing compositions. So so it has a variety, but I, I also I also give myself tasks to to get into certain songs. So for instance, right now I'm also giving myself the task to work from groove and rhythm to see what it brings and to see how that actually it comes into creation and what maybe I might surprise myself in what I write and maybe something different emerges and uh, a different style or a different sound. That's so cool. And I love hearing, you know, songwriters that are like, oh, I sing it into my phone because apparently sometimes occasionally I will have a, a, a riff or, or a hook in my head and I will sing it into my phone and then inevitably I play it back and I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> this is terrible. What was I thinking? <laughs> Oh, no, no. Pity. So when can, I know that one of the singles is out now as of the recording of this. So when is the full album going to be ready? You're talking about how do you feel about it or? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's not featured actually on the, on the album. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's just a, it's just a different, different single actually. Something oh, okay. that just came up and <laughs> popped up, but it's also very vocal, but it's also with instruments, but the full album will be out on November 14th. Awesome. So just a couple of weeks away. And for those of you that especially in the United States have a little bit of anger building up about all of the things going on here, this is a nice style of music to to kind of release all of that. So that's definitely as I was listening to your music, that's what I felt it was, it's not angry, but it's it's, it's kind of it just captures that like, okay, let me get these emotions out, which I think is really cool. Thank you. So outside of your your songwriting and, and your solo career, you're also part of Vocal Leadership, which is a really cool organization, a school. And, you know, for people that might not understand what a big deal this school is, like names like Meryl Martins and Eric Bosio and Peter Carlson and all kinds of big names work for this school. So can you tell us a little bit about vocal leadership? Of course, I would love to tell a lot about it because I, I really love the education and I, I really like working with, with my colleagues and we have a beautiful creative team. Meho Matis, yeah, actually started this education at CodeArts. It's a master education and it's also a course. So we have we have different options that you can do. You can do a weekend or you can just have a full module or you can do a two-year course or you can just apply for the full-time master and get your master of music degree. And our philosophy is based on Jim Daosianu's intelligent choir and mm -hmm. philosophy and his vocal painting philosophy. But we add a lot of different ideas and philosophies to that. <laughs> Mero went to a Rama Vocal Center in Olbo and I also recently graduated from that master in Denmark and uh, we build actually on that philosophy so we we talk about how to develop your own musical skills and your director skills but also leadership skills but also to place a responsibility with your choir and your musicians or your singers we also have a unique program which I totally totally love and it's just recently added to our program and it's vocal leadership in school in which we also have our philosophies in primary schools and secondary schools. So it's an add-on to the music education in schools, which is quite That's unique. Amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, every time we speak to someone from Europe or pretty much anywhere but here, it's 
listen, look at all of this music available, whereas we feel like we're kind of piecing things together here in the States. So, you know, it's so nice to hear that arts is such a is so incorporated into just everything that people do elsewhere. So um, so you are one of the teachers for the program. Yes. 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 So what kind of courses do you teach? I teach singing, voice theory, anatomy. And and for instance, if people are getting really enthusiastic about the topic, then it's called vocal nerding because we get into (laughs) anatomy and a lot of techniques and we just nerd the whole uh, way through. And I teach arranging and actually that's more composing, but it's it's for, for the vocal leadership in school program. So for primary and secondary schools, what to write and what to keep in mind when you write material for your classes. That's so cool. Can I go backwards in time and and come and take that? (laughs) You can always join us if you want to do that. We have a hybrid version right now. So you could apply to attend online if you'd like. So cool. Yes. So is is the hybrid, is the virtual part new? Is that something that you incorporated because of COVID? Yes, yes. We were talking and discussing and then I, I thought it, I'm just part also of uh, the coordination team with Mero and Rohan. And uh, we were just discussing how can we deal with this and how can we include everybody that wants to join us but can't join us because of restrictions in traveling or uh, because of yeah different measurements per country i i have no idea I'm, i mean we're we're having a lot of restrictions at the moment but that changes throughout europe but also outside of europe of course so we wanted to join the the online option with the on the floor option so we have teachers online and we have teachers on the floor we have students online and we have students on the floor so it's it's a different it, it was a lot to organize i have to say with with laptops <laughs> and and audio interfaces and good microphones and good internet connections but we got it so some teams have classes with teachers on the floor and some students online participating but also teams that have classes from a teacher that is online and just gives instructions for the people on the floor. So it's it's new, but it's working. I'm very grateful that it's working. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if we can think ahead to that magical time when we don't need to be online anymore, is this something that maybe you'll keep? Is it something that is successful in enough to keep it after all of this is over? I think I think so, because it, it also creates uh, an opportunity for people that can travel abroad or that, that are from very far away, but want to, you know, join the the education or the inspiration and and they just want to be involved and we could also consider maybe the alumni to invite them online or so we have different options i think it's it's wonderful if we could if we could keep it not as a necessity but just because (laughs) we can you know because it's a free choice (laughs) yes (laughs) always it's very cool to see especially those who really want to get music out there that really want to share music have come up with all of these creative ways to keep it going while we can't be together and you know as a benefit as a side effect now other people people that can't get to the Netherlands maybe can participate, which is very cool yes. because I will just, and I've, we, we said it before when we talked to Tino, but everything that comes out of the whole Scandinavian region is just magical. 
especially acapella. And we haven't quite figured out how you all do it. But <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you hear it, you know, you're like, this is from Scandinavia. It's from somewhere over there. <laughs> it's like a very because good autograph. That, yeah. Yeah. It's this like just magical little sheen to it that we just can't seem to accomplish mm-hmm. here. So it's it's very cool that, you know, maybe as a side effect of all of this, that it'll become a little bit more accessible here. Yes. Yes. We recently shared a video that of a composition I wrote for the vocal leadership community and actually for the whole community out out there for the creative community to because I was so inspired by the persistence and the devotion to our calling and to do it justice, I wanted to put something out there. We shared a video on our Facebook and Instagram that features a song and it's called We Keep the Light On, in which we share our light and we hope to to light up the world a little bit, enlighten the world a little bit. And yeah. It inspire. was a nice way for me to start my Monday morning. So I encourage really? people to go and listen and yeah. watch it. It is really, it's really nice. And it's, you know, especially right now, we all need all the inspiration we can get. So yes. thank you for, for sharing that, for creating that, because it means a lot. You are very welcome. <laughs> so outside of the school, you also have a women's ensemble, correct? Yes, that's correct. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about that? Yes, of course. I have this beautiful group with 14 girls women I should say but they they came to me and I worked with them when they were just teenagers I had a youth choir for eight years and unfortunately I had to stop but we had a, a beautiful group of women that just wanted to keep on singing so we have our own ensemble at this point and it's called Blueprint. Very cool. So what kind of music does Blueprint sing? Originals. I write something, uh, some stuff for them. So I, I write compositions for them, original songs, <laughs> and I arrange. But what, we do pop and a bit of jazz, but it's it's mostly we try to do mainstream songs, but in a different kind of atmosphere. And it's it's about also still about, I think, female power or just the whole let's stand there and just be, yeah, just be wonderful and, and, and gracious, but also just kick ass wonderful. <laughs> You you are speaking my language. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you have all of these things going on and and big projects coming out. What is coming up for you next? What What do you want to work on next? Well, I'm currently working on a new composition for Him, Her and It Productions that will premiere in September 21. And I have recently in August, I have released the song, How Do You Feel About It?, which was actually kind of an, an important song for me to share with the world before I would share a new album of new songs and a new a new style, actually. Uh, so I, I am currently writing also for a new album that will also be somewhere released in 2021. But I don't know so when, cool. but <laughs> I'm still working you know, on that. You, have to, you, you know, November 14th, and then we expect something in January. It's, yes, it's... <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, the first single is planned in, in, in February, March, somewhere around that period of time. So you are much more motivated than I. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, I, I promised myself, I just, I, I just had two years of master education in Obo, and I just promised myself that when I was ready and got my master's degree that I would write and create and compose and do all the things that I want to do 
and I couldn't do when I was studying. I could do it, I'm... but I didn't have time. <laughs> yes, I hear, that. I hear <laughs> that. But now I, you know, I feel like I need to go get back in the studio. It's been a while since I've released anything. Oh, yeah, you so... should. You should. You should. <laughs> I, need, I need to go back and, and be singing again. And this has all been really hard. So I get that. Speaking to you has been such a motivation to go and and do and mo do more because you're doing so many lovely things. And thank um, you. I can't wait for the album. And everyone should go and check out your Spotify and we'll link all of those things in the show notes because yeah, you've got a lot of really great projects going on. And thank you. it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. I know we've been talking back and forth for a while. So to finally be able to meet you and <laughs> well, virtually meet you and, yes. and have you on the show is a real honor for us too. So thank you so much for thank joining you. us today. Thank you so much. I, I really feel very, very honored to be featured on this beautiful show. Thank you so much for the invite and for our lovely conversation. Really, thank you. Thanks so much. And that wraps up this week's episode of Vocal Perspective. A huge thank you to Marlu for joining us all the way from Rotterdam. We're going to close out this episode with her original song. This single was released ahead of her latest album that will be coming out on November 14th. The song is called How Do You Feel About It? And shh, don't tell anyone, this song does include instruments, but the album being released on November 14th is all vocal. Enjoy the song, and we'll see you next Tuesday. I don't understand what's going on. Who is right and who is wrong? Tell me, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? Something is out, something is wrong. How they claim to know it all, to know it all. What happened to the promises of never lie and never tell? This virtual insanity of proclaimed honesty makes life true. I don't understand yeah. what's going on. Thank you.